0: The volume Sports gambling with Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, PGA Tour and so much more. There's awesome new and existing user promotions like Dinger Tuesday, you always see me fire on. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. And you can discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in select states only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP 53342 Arizona 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut 1 800 GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia 1 877 770 STOP, Louisiana 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help Michigan 1 8 HOPE, New York or text HOPE, New York 467 369 New York, Tennessee Redline, 1 800 889 9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia. And welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. Fresh new week coming off a 4 0, 6 1 for the day, Sunday across the NBA Finals and the NHL Eastern Conference Finals. As you know, if you listened on Friday, I am all in on the New York Rangers, not just because I'm living in New York, I am watching it with my own eyes. We'll talk about them at the later end of the show, but I did give you lightning catching and L against the Rangers game two. I was rink side covering with my TV network, MSG, some content. I was up on the glass, son. You can go check out some of that at Moneyline Monaco, TikTok, Instagram, and at Alex Monaco on Twitter. But as you know, in the world of sports betting, it's all about what we do next. Was hammering. Hammering. The Golden State Warriors in Game 2. That was a Christmas with the Cranks gift we got there. Knowing desperation on our side, home court on our side, and a team with the number one record in the NBA at home defending what they do. And that is their court, their honor, their pride stepped up beautifully. We're going to dive into that. But my lock of the day, giving it to you right now, I woke up I saw the line, I saw it last night, but I saw it now with a hook. You're giving us Golden State plus three and a half in game three? Hook, line, and cash that, son. Give me the Warriors plus three and a half in game three, lock of the day, all day. I think they win it outright going against a Boston team. I hate to say this, but just 20, 26 and 1 against the spread as a home favorite. 20,26 20, and one against the spread as a home favorite. on the season. All right, under 500 as a whole, covering at home. They're 34, 17 and one, this year, including the postseason, on the road. They're under 500 at home. So the narrative that this team is unbelievable at home, nah. They're really not, especially when you're dancing in my circle, which is against the spread, which is why we always look so exhausted. But let's dive in to really what we saw in Game 2 that is the narrative that I'm selling myself in Game 3. And it was too full. It was... Less of Steph Curry out the gate. And you heard Draymond Green. Listen to the whole Draymond Green podcast reaction to Game 2. Make sure to check it out on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Phenomenal insight from one of the league's best players on the mic. It was two things. It was Curry let the game come to him. And his numbers just about the same as Game 1's, ironically. A little bit less, but for the most part, when it's all said and done... Very, very similar. A little more threes in game one, obviously, with the six in the first quarter. And then their presence felt, as Draymond alluded to it, defensively speaking. Even in that 13-6 lead out the gate there, and I had Warriors wire to wire, which is win the first quarter and stay up every quarter. So they won 31-30 that first quarter. That was a gift a absolute opposite of a Scottie Van Babby for them to get back in that first quarter and win it. But ultimately, it was the team mindset for the Warriors to get everyone involved a little more and then shutting down the role players, which they did beautifully. I mean, Al Horford and Derek White had 47 combined points in Game 1. Al Horford was one of four for two points. Marcus Smart. One of six for two points. and Robert Williams one basket. Six points between three of your starters. And Jalen goes five of 17 on 17 points. Jalen Brown is an excellent shooter. But there are times where he just forces it. And the, I don't want to say inexperience. I don't know if that's the correct word here. But The youth element of his game sometimes shows up in the four shots because when he attacks you to the basket, especially against guys that are older than him, he can eviscerate you. But when he settles for outside shots and long twos and contested jumpers when he's not hitting like he wasn't last night, it's got to be mind boggling. And just, you're pulling out your fro if you're betting on the Celtics watching that. Because Jason Tatum had a great game. He led all scores for the Celtics, rightfully so. But when you're taking all of these role players into consideration, Derek White had a very good game for Derek White, still 12 points, solid. But Grant Williams giving you six, that's just not enough when you're looking at the other box score and you're seeing Clay, Wiggins, Pool in particular with 17 and 5 threes, all in double figures. Draymond gives you a great effort with nine and close to what could have been a double-double and almost a triple double. And then GP the second. And DG mentioned this on the podcast. When he missed those back-to-back free throws, and you're like, oh my gosh, his arm ain't right. And then he comes down the next possession, and I'm a lefty. I love to see lefty score splashes a corner three, that might have been one of the biggest boosters from a morale standpoint. And that entire game was a Gary Payton three after missing back-to-back free throws. Subtle, but very important for the overall flow of this team because if Clay is going to be humble in this series, and we hope, betting on the Warriors, which I am, we get A Game 6 clay before Game 6. But let's assume we get only one of those performances. Jordan Poole, if it isn't Wiggins, has to be the second leading scorer. Now, that's what Wiggins was in the first game. But it's such a difference maker, ebb and flow-wise, when a bench player, your sixth man of the year for this team, comes off and goes ballistic. I mean, you saw that three-pointer he hit from Steph Curry range. Just absolute butter. So I take all of this into factoring into Game 3. Both these teams looking deeper at the box score. 15 for 37 from three-point lane. Both of them. Eerie. 15 to 37 on 40.5% shooting. Warriors shot 45 from two. Celtics shot 37. Big discrepancy there. But 15 Warriors steals. 18 Celtics turnovers. That can't happen. But the concern from Boston's standpoint from a betting angle here, is that they gave up in that fourth quarter. Early. Early. How do you, if you're Ime, knowing you went 40-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter the previous game and stole a 10-point victory, it's a very similar third quarter. A little worse yesterday than it was in game one. But still, Celtics were abysmal in the third. They came back. They were plus 760 in game one. Now, of course, once it got to over 20, then maybe you understand. But there's still a small window there for them to show life. And they really were playing for the next game. I mean, from a live betting perspective, you could have grabbed Boston all the way up to plus 25 and a half in that fourth quarter. And there's a theory out there, real quick side note when a team wins three quarters in a row, And this Warriors team has won six of eight quarters. When they're winning the whole game, and it's a borderline blowout, take the team down in the fourth quarter. It's a weird psychology thing. But somehow, someway, the Warriors were going to lose that fourth quarter, and they did. They lost it by four points. Take the team getting dismantled and demolished to win the fourth quarter from a betting perspective. It hits over 60% of the time, baby. That's better than the cologne from Anchorman. So, I just want to point that out because from a psychological standpoint, for the presence to be known and felt defensively and morale-wise, offensively for the Warriors, and then you see the Celtics mailing in in the fourth, that's a huge mental win for a long series where we got to take two sleeps off on a Casper mattress before getting back to another game. We got to wait till Wednesday for these games. I don't think this line stays at three and a half. I think it goes down closer to a two and a half, maybe two. I don't understand it. So I'm going to take the team that in my mind is still the better team. I still feel like they have the better recipe. What are you saying if you're Boston outside of we need our role players to step up? You got the great game from Tatum. The bad game in game one came back game two. And last thing I'll say here for part of my argument, the Celtics dropped their first game at home in the playoffs in the last two series. And I did the digging, all right? They lost to that Milwaukee team, 101-89, that first game of the series, mind you. That was a holiday for 25, Giannis for 24. Only four guys in double figures for the Bucs, and they won. They were more physical, and they came out and punched him in the mouth. And the first game at home against the Heat, which was game three, they lost 109-103. That was the BAM game for 31. And the Jimmy only had eight points It got hurt game. That was the game Jalen had 40. And Tatum had 10 on three of 14 shooting. So I say all that to say this. This Warriors team now has the tape they need. Which is look, this could have been as simple as what Kerr was saying when you saw I saw I saw one three pointer in the first half, and Kerr went nuts. He goes get in their face, bother them, close out on those three pointers. You even saw Draymond do it to Jalen, which it got to a technical, which it otherwise never should have. That is exactly the recipe. You want to go physical at physical. So the Celtics are physical? All right, we can be physical, but then we're a better shooting team. Unequivocally. Go tit for tat. Do the Cowherd theory. The best players in this series, especially from a shooting perspective, three of the five are on the Warriors. Period. So the Celtics team, as much as we know and want to say, is unbelievable at the TD Garden. They have not been great in their first games this postseason, this playoff run at home, and we're getting three and a half. Lock of the day. Dub Nation. Plus three and a half on FanDuel. Lock it in. And then my degenerate special, I want to pull a little parlay together here. I'm going to go Warriors on the money line because I am that confident. I'm going to dance with Curry 25 plus because it should have hit in game one. They just couldn't get the W. This man... 34 and 29. Hits another five threes last night. 12 threes in two games. He's averaging a a team high 26.6. On the playoffs, they can't stop. They can't stop. And if he lets the flow come to him a little more, and I don't disagree with him coming out aggressive by any means. But if we can get him to come out and get everyone involved and get cooking, that's That is the Good Burger secret sauce. And then I'm going to dance with Draymond, 6-plus rebounds, a man who's averaging over this in the playoffs. He's averaging 8 boards a game in 18 games this playoffs. Excuse me, 7.1 boards in 18 games this playoffs. And he came out, and he gave us 11 in Game 1 and 5 in Game 2, but he was a little more distributing defensive-minded in Game 2. It's still eight boards a game. And he's gone over this number, eight and eight out of ten in his last ten, this number six. You can do this on FanDuel, six plus rebounds. So six boards or more, and he hits. And if all three of these cash, we're getting plus 248. Now, if you go with Draymond to get eight rebounds, which I don't hate, it goes to plus 365. Either way, we're getting two and a half times our money, just about at plus 248, plus 250, officially two 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 and a half to one. Or you can go over 3.5-1 to with Draymond getting 8. Now, this is contingent on the Warriors winning, Curry getting us 25+, and Draymond getting us 6-plus or 8-plus rebounds. And I feel confident in it. Look, they know they have to win a game in Boston to win this series. It's 3 in Boston. It's 2 in Golden State left. That's it. They have to win one. They're going to win this game. And then Boston will probably come back and win game four and it'll be 2-2 back to Golden State and 3-2 and then maybe 4-2 or 3-3 back to Golden State. This is A, the zigzag theory I talk about a lot, which is already proven, and B, championship pedigree basketball where both teams go to each other's place and steal one. And when the Warriors have won a game on the road Against Denver, won a game on the road against the Grizz, and won a game on the road against the Mavericks. You got to feel comfortable and confident knowing they're going to do it. And even if they don't win, we'll hit plus three and a half. And I wrap this up by saying we got to take the Warriors to win this series. All right. They're minus 110. I've seen it fluctuating from minus 110 to minus 115 on FanDuel. It's minus 160 before the series started. You got to do it. I implore you. To do it, we saw a Celtics team in Game 2 that showed you they just might not have enough. And we saw a team in the Warriors because it's going to be fascinating. If the Warriors win Game 3, which I feel they will wholeheartedly, this line, this series line on FanDuel is going to shoot. It may go past minus 160. It may go to minus 190. Because they now know, bookmakers' perspective, that the Warriors can go out and win a game on the road. But we already know that. Dude, Marcus Smart has been phenomenal this playoffs, but he's not been consistent game in, game out. Tatum has been remarkable in these playoffs. But he gives you a 10-point outing in back-to-back series. Jalen Brown is not Steph Curry from a shooting perspective. So if he's not sticking to his game plan, being aggressive, which again, you can get in a young guy's head with defense of scheme and trying to make this guy hit tough contested outside shots. And then can a Horford, can a Williams squared, can a Derek White be enough to be a championship pedigree team? I just simply do not contest it. it is. So for that matter, I'm doubling down. I took my winnings from yesterday and I put it, on the Warriors at minus 110 to win the series. I'm already holding. You know, Willy Wonka ticket. Warriors to beat the Celtics plus 290. It's not just the narrative that is going to happen. It has to happen. This is the storyline. Follow the yellow brick road that is the dubs to the ship and ride with me. All right, I went 9-3 and three against the spread in the conference finals. 9-3. and three. I'm very good at picking the timing of these. Warriors Game 3. Thank you for tuning in. Sports Gambler with Moneyline Monaco. Do not forget to subscribe, rate, review on all things podcast platforms. goes a long way. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Make sure to check out all the shows on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. And all my picks are posted on the Action Network. Batting 57%. Coming up on 3,000 bets. We only do this for a living, baby. And as always, don't forget to hug your mothers. Ta-ta, real smooth.